1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. All right, KCIM Sports Rewind back on the air here for another week, being brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance. Of course, if you're a junior high, high school, college, or even adult athlete, even if you're like uh, Jeff Blankman and Jeff Honnold, you can get a lot of performance out of this uh, great program. Is that, am I not correct? Oh, absolutely. You are. I'm just... Did you actually call Honnold and I still athletes? Wait, wait, I, <laughs> I use that term loosely. I want to know how much Shable's going to charge us to go down and work out. <laughs> for you guys, your 52-week program will consist of... Because <laughs> we're only going to be able to do it about three minutes at a time. <laughs> for everybody else, it's an eight-week program. You can give them a call at 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. And those guys do a fantastic job with the local athletes. Got to give them a lot of credit. I saw one the other day on Facebook. It made me laugh so hard. I got a job as a model. I'm the before picture on, on workouts. <laughs> <laughs> so that fits me pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Got some big news to talk about this week. First of all, uh, the very first girls' state wrestling tournament. It was an unsanctioned sport last year, but this next year... It's changing. Yeah, it is. They've actually held it, I think, two years now uh, with the girls' state tournament. This year was huge, over 700 participants. Might even be up to four years, and we can bring Eric Noggle on with us. He probably has more information. I, I honestly will admit I didn't follow it a lot until a little bit last year and then definitely more this year as we got more you know girls wrestling here in our area and heading down to the state tournament. All right, let's bring on our special guest here in this first half of our program, Eric Noggle. He is the Carroll High School head wrestling coach. Uh, first of all, Eric, maybe you can start by giving us a little background on uh, the history of girls wrestling especially at Carroll High well um, at Carroll High School this is the first year like officially that it's been girls wrestling we've had girls wrestle with us before but mostly to wrestle boys but um, first year officially that we've had a girls program um, and we had two athletes this year but um, I, I think you guys were right around I think 400 and something last year and then it went to 738 700 and something this year and Seems like the, when they first started out, it came out like 58. That was four years ago, 58 girls or something, and it just slowly climbs. And now it's like wildfire, you know, spreading crazy. What do you what do you contribute that uh, that success to? I mean, the numbers are going up each and every year. What do you think is, is drawing the girls into the into the sport of wrestling? I I I think it's just the chances at the next level that that people are looking at. You know, there's just so much more opportunities for girls to do to do some things and and even like USA wrestling and those types of things you know there's just that avenue and that push to do something different and you know that it and now it's their chance to to I don't know get out of that boys era and and more of a girls era you know and there's a lot of push at the USA wrestling level for women's wrestling to to kind of go and I think that caught a little popularity and then you know girls started going out here and there some little kids tournaments and then you know, more people started talking about it, and I really think the push is, you know, coming from that, the college levels of an opportunity to, you know, to to get an education and to do something. You know, Eric, back in, even in my day, there were girls interested in it. Now, um, I think we maybe had one or two, but you, you just didn't see it. They, they wanted to, but there wasn't the avenue. I think you're right. The, you know, University of Iowa hiring, hiring a coach and, and having those opportunities out there, uh, and kudos to the state of Iowa to finally jump on board. There's been many, 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 states around us doing it, but uh, I, I think this can be a great thing and um, should be fun. I mean, now you have daughters at home. It should be interesting coaching daughters now or, or, or coaching females. It's a little different than coaching the males. 
Oh yeah, it's a little different, you know. Um, I, when I first started coaching, you know, you always won. Like you said, you had girls kind of come out, and you always had a like, how do you coach them? Do you coach them different? You know, the wording, and you know, just just the the avenue of contact. You know, it's it's not like any other sport. You know, so you got that contact, and it, 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 I don't think it's different. I think I think we probably look at it differently, but I think it's it's more competitive for them. You know, they they're my girls I've had this year are, are way more competitive, and I know it's hard to believe, but I'm an emotional guy anyway. So you know, moments like that where it's successful, and 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 those like heart moments that that you have, it's it it, it it's different, but it's it's still the same thing. It's still an athlete competing for something. It's an athlete that's trying to reach a goal, and and you you you've got girls as well. You know you. They're as competitive as the boys, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited about it. And you're 100% right. It's nice that Iowa jumps on. You know, Ohio's pushing it through. Pennsylvania's pushing it through. And Iowa always has this stigma of being the world of wrestling, you know. Iowa's the state where wrestling started. Iowa's the state where wrestling it's its home, and, you know, it's kind of nice to see that get pushed. I, I think we just made headlines, and Eric admitted being emotional <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> I've never seen that from you, Coach. But, uh, Eric, you had two girls, as you mentioned, uh, Sienna Argerin and, and Elsie Dirks uh, went down and wrestled at the Girls' State Tournament. I know you weren't able to go because you had the boys' team over at the Herb Ergerins over last weekend, Friday and Saturday. But I'm sure you've had a chance to catch up with them. What was the experience like for those two? Oh, they loved it, and and thank thank God Tyler Swope's on our staff. You know, he jumped on. I I asked the opportunity, hey, are you willing? And he jumped right at it. You know, like, hey, yes, I want to do this. And thank God we have him on our staff. And they loved every minute of it. Like I said, Elsie, on Monday morning, I talked to her and asked how it was, and she almost started crying. Like, you know, she goes, I watched my brothers go through that. I watched my family go through it. And she goes, then I got to experience it. And it was something really, really cool, and it's something she'll never forget. And I'm just glad that. The opportunity is available for them to to compete and to have that feeling. And you guys know wrestling and any other sport; it's just a demanding physical, mental task. And you know, for them to have that feeling and, and that reward of it, and it, it was. An, I wish I could have been there to to celebrate it with them. But like I said, it was it was an emotional moment for them, and they loved every minute of it. They haven't stopped smiling about it yet. You know, the, the learning curve, I look at that for athletes, you know, from basketball players, things like that. They've played the game probably for a long time. How long have these girls been wrestling, and what was the learning curve for them to get to this level? Uh, that's kind of hard because Elsie was a manager for three years. Like I said, she's had her brothers go through it, so that's kind of a unique situation. And then Sienna was a manager for us a freshman year, so she kind of had an idea background of wrestling, you know, so that background was kind of there. But like they said, it was completely different when you jump out there, and now you have to explain that to them. They kind of knew what you were talking about, but then to put one and one together to get two, you know, it's it, it's it's the learning curve still there. But I think it's I think it's nice because they're fresh. They have no they have no habits. You know what I mean? I always look at it like a blank blank slate. You know, they come in and they have no habits. You don't have to break anything, so you just have to start from scratch and go from there, which is it's nice as having a brand-new piece of canvas to work with. So the learning curve was, wasn't as hard as what I thought it was going to be for them, and they really picked it up. And, and some girls picked up better, and some girls, you know, went a little bit slower, but our, our girls picked it up pretty quick. Eric, I love that blank slate comment. You know, I'm thinking, I just kept thinking back in my days, and you start in second grade, and by the time I got to high school, I had so many bad habits that, 
unbreakable. Of course, I didn't have enough mind to be able to break it. But talk about uh, the future of girls wrestling. You have a couple now. Um, I know there's some that are doing some some cardinal wrestling, and you, you get to see some of that. What uh, what's the future look like at Carroll High for for uh, girls wrestling? I, I think it's going to be. I, I don't know. That's that's a very interesting question because, like I said, you start with two, and I think. When it first came and a few of the girls heard we had some girls coming out, I think they wanted to come out. But then there's that, you know, I played basketball and I've done this and all those other things that they're involved in. So I still think it was that stigmatism like, okay, am I still going to have to wrestle boys or is it, what is, you know, how is it, it going to look? But I think for the state of Iowa coming out saying that they sanctioned it and this is what's going to happen, I'm thinking we're going to get a few more girls to probably come out, and I, I don't know. I, me as a coach, I want my athletes to be involved in everything, you know. So whether they play, you know, I'm just looking at the guys' situation of whether they play basketball or they play football and they do track and they do golf and they do soccer or they do any of those other sports. We want them involved, and I'm I'm hoping that we kind of get pushed from the other girls' sports as well. That hey, get out and get involved, and you know, wrestling's a tough sport and tough nose tough-nosed situations, and I think as a volleyball coach or, or a softball coach or a track coach, I, you know, I want some tough girls that are, that are willing to, to physically beat themselves up and, and, and have that attitude. Coach, do you think by next year, or how long do you think it'll take before it becomes where girls are wrestling just girls? Do you think that will be as soon as next year, or do you think girls will continue to wrestle boys into the distance future? I really think with the sanction that it's going to be, I think we'll probably, I mean, like I said, I don't know, that's just my opinion, and that can't get you a cup of coffee anywhere. So um, looking at it and, and going, I think they're going to kind of follow Nebraska where it's going to be just girls wrestle girls if it's going to be a sanctioned girls sport versus girls wrestling guys. And I think that that will dictate the amount of numbers and the amount of schools and the amount of people that are going to go out for it. I think I think you're going to get more avenue of women doing that versus that chance of wrestling boys. I think you'll have a few that'll still do that when the opportunity arises, but if they're going to sanction it, I think they're going to say girls wrestle girls, boys wrestle boys, and that'll be it. Coach, I got one last question for you, and it's not about girls wrestling, even though it'll have Elsie tied into it. I got to thinking here a while back, uh, you, you've had a lot of Dirkses go through. I think there's been a ton of Dirkses wrestle at Carroll. Has there been a family that has more combined wins than the Dirks family in wrestling at Carroll High? I would have to probably doubt that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know any other that's going through. I mean, combined family-wise and adding Elsie in there, and there's still Thaddeus, and I still got Levi. So, And there's still two more girls out there that I guarantee are probably going to wrestle now that Elsie did. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of thought that. Say that again, Jeff. I kind of thought that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even going through the old days back where I was there, and I, you know, there were, I'm thinking you're right. I don't think there's ever been a family like that go through. Yeah, that's that's one of those uh, just like the Pettits in golf or something like yeah. that. So, uh, Eric, we, we appreciate your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing where this program can head in the future. I don't think any of us can, can really guess, but anywhere but up, right? Uh, yeah, that's my only opinion is it's going to spread and it's going to grow, so it's going to be a good thing. All right, we'll let you get back to class and the students here, and uh, thanks so much, Eric. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, Eric Noggle joining us here this morning is next year, once again, a sanctioned sport at in Des Moines. And uh, is it going to operate, you know, at the same weekend, or is it going to be an opposite uh, weekend of the boys? <laughs> that I don't know. If I'm that's... not sure if they can do anything more than when they do the boys' tournament, if that's all they can do in that day. The, the, the hope I have yes. is that the girls and boys work together, and it's a girls' state tournament until it grows and maybe needs a couple of more days or something, but they could do the girls Monday, Tuesday, 
Monday, yeah. do the state dual tournament for the boys, either that or even do the state dual tournament on Monday, do girls on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then have the boys wrestle Thursday, Friday, Saturday as they have. Because I know a lot of wrestling coaches would like to see the state duels and the individual split up a little bit instead of doing state duels on Wednesday and then doing the individual Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you could do state duels on Monday and then have the girls Tuesday, Wednesday, and then yeah. wrestle the boys out the rest of the week. It's hard on those guys to cut weight and make weight. Yep. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's that's a tough on your body. Well, you don't other, have, you're not home working out, you know. Yeah, and the other thing I've noticed over the years, especially since they moved the, the duels to to Des Moines and put it the day ahead, is the individual thing is more important. It yes. seems like so you will have wrestlers not wrestling in the state dual tournament because they might see somebody in the individual tournament or it might you know hinder their chance to maybe win a state championship. So not all of the teams, when they make it down to state duels, are wrestling their best wrestlers throughout that state duel tournament. And as we talked to Jeff Storion, I mean, it's it, this year is, it was kind of a free-for-all. You might have 80 kids in a class. You know, they're, My guess is they're going to have to break it up, maybe two classes at least or something, because the big schools have uh, sanctioned wrestling already and have a lot more girls out. So um, hopefully they do it in Des Moines. I, you know, Iowa City is wonderful. I, I would go over to that, but uh, it would be a lot more convenient if they could have it all in one spot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think put it all in the same week, tie it all together, I think would be a lot of fun. You know, I noticed over on social media over the weekend, too, a lot of updates on what how the girls were doing over the weekend yep. and a lot of reaction from that. So there's lots of folks following these girls. Yeah, we've got four schools here in the area that we cover. Out of the six wrestling schools we have, four of them have girls out this year. You know, so mm-hmm. ESAC has a couple. South Central Calhoun's had them for a number of years. Lance Schultz has really been kind of on the forefront, I think, of, of developing girls wrestling in our area, and they have three of them this year, and and uh, Kemper's had a couple the last couple of years, and Kyra Walterman back out this year, and then, of course, Carol High um, with the two girls this year as well. You know, Back to what Eric was talking about, you, you, you see these girls that uh, their brothers went through it. I mean, I can think of tons and tons and tons of girls that probably, they were tough. I mean, yeah. They they would have dug in and wrestled, but didn't have the opportunity. Uh, one, Olivia Labs would have been one of them down at Guthrie yep. Center. I mean, it's just people that have been around. Haley Haley Berger, I think, probably to wrestle. Just kids that have been in that been around, but just didn't have the opportunity. Now they have that opportunity to go do something, and they've been around it all their life. They know it probably better than better than the kids out wrestling. So. Yeah, I like the expression "blank slate" because I know Honold has never been a blank slate. It's always been full, as far as I know. It's you know, there's full of a lot of different things. There's a limited space up there, and it's pretty full. So to get that switched back over is pretty rough. What's up for the men for the boys wrestling? uh, When when are uh, sectionals, districts, things like that coming up? Sectionals come up Saturday, February the fifth. So just a little over a week away. Um, The districts, of course, would be the week after that, and then the state wrestling tournament is the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, or whatever that thursday yes, friday saturday is yeah. uh, of that week so and uh we're going to be de- debuting something different for our state wrestling i was going to ask this if year. we're going to talk about that today because i know you've been working on this for a long time yeah about put a year you, i didn't want to put <laughs> yeah. you on the spot i was going to but i didn't want to but then I'd go, okay go ahead yeah no not a problem been talking with wrestling people over the last several years about our coverage and even though they're happy with what we've done they say it's tough sometimes when we're playing music over on kick and then all of a sudden you know and bill kane and Jeff did it last year as well when he helped us out down there 
Bill's done the state wrestling tournament for so long, he can literally, a match gets over, and, and we might be 23 minutes away from our next wrestler being on, and he'll be like, it's going to be about 23 minutes because he just knows um, and stuff. So we try to give people, but it's it's hard for them to, all of a sudden the match is back on and they don't catch it. So we, we've been kind of trying to think of a different way. Um, and I had to verify things with the state. We have to pay, uh, you know, to go down and cover the state tournament. And I wanted to make sure it wasn't going to cost, uh, you know, a boatload more money for the radio station uh, to be able to go down and, and cover things. And I got all that kind of situated and figured out here in the last week or so. Um, and then I reached out to Bill Gate, Case, uh, Bill Kane and Bill Gross and, and Jeff Honnold, and they're all going to go down and help. So uh, what we're going to be doing this year is, is, is we're not going to be doing video, but on that YouTube channel that we do all of our video broadcasts, Broadcast, our, our 1380 KCIM YouTube channel. We're going to be doing an audio-only broadcast on that. Um, we're, we'll have, you know, some commercials. I'm planning on trying to get in the can, is what we call it in our business, some pre-recorded interviews for people out there um, with wrestling people. I'm talking like, you know, statewide national, you know, statewide media people that really get into wrestling and know it well. I'll talk to some of the area coaches and maybe some former wrestlers and have some of that done. But we're going to go live on our YouTube channel throughout the entire 1A and 2A sessions each of the days. To a Thursday and Friday, and then we'll see what happens with how many guys we have advanced. And of course, if we have anybody wrestling on Saturday or Saturday night, we'll be live during that time frame as well. Um, but we're going to go ahead. We'll do live play-by-play of our area kids. That you know, the, from the six schools that we cover. But we're also going to be taking time to update all the conference wrestlers and some other wrestlers in this area. You know, not that aren't in our conferences that our our, our people around here see and maybe care, like Green County and ACGC and OABCIG and some of those schools that you know people in this area are very familiar yeah. with. So we're going to be live. That whole time during the 1A and 2A sessions. The, the cool part, though, is you're going to try to run this almost like we did state track, where you're going to try to catch up with the athlete afterwards yep. and then do a video interview with them and yep. and get that out there. So you're going to get that reaction post-match as well. And I, yep. I think that's going to be that, – yeah. that, to me, is the best part. And yeah, and I'll be down on the floor. That's the plan right now is I'm going to be down off of the mats. Because they won't um, let me down there anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> you might have to if I have to go cover a game. But, uh, you know, and I'm hoping to have basketball all covered by other people in the playoffs so that I can stay down. But yeah, I'm planning on doing video interviews. The only thing I haven't, we haven't done it in the past. So the only thing is, is if a guy loses and has to turn around and wrestle yes. right away again, they may not want to do an interview in between. Sure. So it might have to be. And we've done that with after, track. Yep. They might have to do it after they get done with both of their matches or something of that so nature. Pretty so. much wall to wall coverage when they're, when they're in yes. session for those 1A yeah. and 2A. Yep. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you're going to be able to say, okay, he's going to be meeting this person this next round. Here's yep. how they did, or here's what, when their match is coming up. Being able to track everything, I mean, just you can yep. just pull it up and have it really just uh, right there live streamed. All the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not going to be doing live play-by-play of like the winner set and the OABCAG wrestlers, but what we'll be doing is, is here's how they've done, here's who they have coming yeah. up next and stuff You'll like that. You'll be able to give updates on yeah. how those matches are going. Again, it will not be video. It is just audio. Audio only. Video uh, would have cost uh, more than we yeah. could afford. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, but it'll be audio only. Um, it'll be on that YouTube channel, so it'll be wall-to-wall coverage 
during the 1A and 2A I'm, sessions. I'm a little shocked with the deep pockets of one Jeff Honnold. We, didn't, we weren't able to do that. <laughs> well, is, I didn't ask him, I guess. The <laughs> problem is I have a granddaughter, and she's figured out how to reach in that pocket pretty deep. <laughs> she's, she's been sucking a lot of it out of there. But, you know, I, the, the cool, too, uh, you know, I have some contacts, and you have contacts, and, yep. and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, reaching out to them. And, I, and a couple of them, I think, will probably come up and do interviews or do interviews of the days or there. I mean, it'll right. be updated daily. I mean, yep. um, I'm thinking of K.J. Pilcher over over in, in Cedar Rapids. He, he'll yeah. love to do it. Really great guy and really into both the, the eastern Iowa and the state, but even University of Iowa. So there's a lot of stuff there and former coaches and all kinds of stuff we can reach out yeah. to. So, so Again, it's, it's all going to be available on the KCIM YouTube page. So to go to YouTube.com, search 1380KCIM, you're going to find it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the easiest thing to do is it's a free subscription. If you subscribe to it, what that means is, is that when we go live with any of our broadcasts, you get a notification that hey, KCIM's broadcasting live, yep. and it'll tell you what we're broadcasting. So, and we'll you know, put links on our our we're mobile app, our website, on our Facebook, Facebook page, and all everything. that stuff. So you'd be able to click into it pretty easily on absolutely, media. absolutely. We're going right. to get it out there and promote it as much as we can, and make it as easy for people to find. But uh, the other thing this will allow us to do, and this is part of part of my thought process over the last few years and trying to figure out how to do it, is is, is we had to, and I hated having to do it sometimes. We had to tape delay some of the wrestling to be able to get basketball playoffs on on kick at night. Yeah. Now we're not going to have to do that because the basketball mm-hmm. will be on kick and all of the wrestling will be live during the evenings right on the YouTube channel. So, yeah. so we're, we're giving better coverage than what we've been able to do in the past. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell everybody on the programming side of things, if you have something on the air, you don't take it off right. to put something else on, then go back to it. Just yeah. ask the NBC executives with the Heidi game, 60, yes. in the 1960s or whatever. That that didn't work too well for them, so yeah. people get irritated with that. And, and we were trying to do what we could, you know, all yeah. of these years to cover everything that we could possibly cover. Um, you know, we weren't taking one sport over another, but it was easier to just tape delay a couple of wrestling matches because sometimes some years we don't have one or two matches during that entire basketball yeah. game and then we'd get them on immediately following you or know, the conclusion and, yeah or and sometimes they would be less than five minutes long yeah some some cases yeah. so we had some that were like a minute and a half long <laughs> yeah exactly so all right so that is the plan once again we'll remind you about that coming up here in just a bit we've got more kcim sports rewind to come here but again if you've got a, a little project on your mind now be the time to do it inside because the cold weather you're not going to be outside so think about what you can do with your kitchen, namely, of course, uh, maybe updating some looks, maybe some colors, maybe some countertops, maybe the cabinets as well, or maybe you just gut the whole thing and start all over again. The great folks at Carol Lumber will help you with amazing options of cabinets, flooring, and everything in between. Things you haven't even thought of, they've got ideas for. So stop by, talk to them if you're part of a redesign or just a few simple changes. Carol Lumber is there to make your kitchen part of your dream home. Carol Lumber, they got locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carol. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. A little bad authority to bring us back into KCIM Sports Rewind. We still need to get these guys in studio. Uh, yep. Tyler, where are you? <laughs> I'm going to leave the logistics up to him. So, 
He's the dude we contact for all that, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, we've got a lot of news and notes we want to get to here. How about Todd Bontrager, Esac County, formerly Wall Lake View, Auburn, of course. Yeah. Win number 400 last night. Yeah, and, John, you, you covered him for years, you know, as well. What a great guy. Always a fun mm-hmm. guy to talk to, knows the sports so well. Um, I can't remember, and I've been here since '04 covering sports, I don't remember them ever having what you would call like an off year where they win like, you know, five, six games. It's every year they're over 500, you know, and, and contending in the conference. And, I mean, just the consistency that, that uh, he's had in that program uh, with their 2-3 zone. Yeah. There's only been a couple of years that they haven't played the 2-3 zone, but most of the time they just eat people up with that 2-3 zone defense. I mean, think about some of the players they've had go through oh, there. Yeah, they've been yeah. tremendous. So he's got uh, blessed with good talent up there, but yep. a lot of good coaching going on there, too. And, uh, you know, some years a little more successful than others. But, but yeah, you're right. Just consistency of a program has been the hallmark of, of Todd Bontrager. It, and, and yet you can call it two schools uh, because of the combination, but uh, technically it's it's really been a connection with one com- sets of communities. Yep. Um, his whole coaching career started at Wall Lake View. Auburn, and then, of course, Wall Lake View, Auburn, and Sac City combined uh, to become East Sac County. I think that's the other cool thing about it is, is mm-hmm. he's done this really at one spot in a way. Yeah, that combination seemed to go very smoothly. But you yep. know if you got ESAC or if it was Wall Lake View Auburn on the schedule, it wasn't going to be an easy game. No, no, it was not. I mean, I go all the way back to like when Chris Werdehoff and, and, and uh, you know, Drost and, and uh, you know, then you go through Reed Tellinghusen mm-hmm. and Justin Kraft and Colin Schrader and all the guys that have come through here, Tyler Schmidt and, you know, Cam Schrader last year and just all yeah. of the great players that have played up there over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, and you probably go back even a little further than yeah. that. No, don't don't test my memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that gray stuff on top. I wouldn't make him go back too far there. The phrase blank slate is making an appearance again on Rewind here. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I just love the atmosphere in that, the old yes. Lake View Auburn High School gym and now in the Sac County gym. But, uh, you know, you knew we sat up on the that upper level, uh, on, yes. the, on the way up in the upper level in Lake View Auburn, one of my favorite places to broadcast a game. It's so easy to see yeah. everything. Sometimes you don't like to be on the backside of one side of the court because you're looking through people but there you're so high up above it's great even calling volleyball um you know uh, there uh, the, the only problem view. is you can't see the inline when yeah. you're right next to you that's the only and it's yeah. just because the table there and what have you yeah but, so you well, actually kind of stand off to the side of well, it. They, yeah. put their, they put their banners up yep. for the seniors and you can't see through it to, to see the inline but that's the, I, mean, I love it i, I love that i love yeah. the view you could really tell the physical play down yes, low yes. when you got to be just almost right above that basket yeah and that's it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of calling football up in lake city where you feel like you're right on top yeah. of uh, of the field and stuff. And well, yeah, when, just, we're, when we're when we're filming, when we're when we're doing our scouting reports, we always want to be down at that back corner so you can see how plays open up and see everything. Yep. So you can actually see the play develop as a as a broadcaster rather than being at the side. Side view is to me is awful. I, I I can't stand doing those. I'd rather be in the end. Yeah, especially for volleyball. Oh. Um, football's mm-hmm. kind of the same way. I'd like, even though it's too far to the other end of the field. That end zone view to, to be able to watch holes open and see yeah. receivers come open is is such a great view. But That's why the view at the dome is so good for football. I mean, is. you see things that are going to happen 10, 15 yards down the road that they can't see on the field down there. But I mean, we always you, you, people might harangue on the the officials. Like I said, when you're over that basket and those officials are calling some fouls, not I mean, you're thinking, right. oh, they're they're letting them play, and you. 
you get over that basket, wow, they're really letting yes. them play down here. <laughs> you know, gives you an appreciation for the officials and what they have to go through. Yeah, because they're not their job's not easy because yeah. there's a lot of big strong bodies colliding in there. I go back to the when early in my career here when uh, when they were still all Lakeview Auburn and and coach took that team down there with uh, Chris Werdehoff and I'll never forget the shot that he made. You know, and stuff, and that tough loss that they had down there. Um, we replayed that game, uh, thanks to Steve Nutzman uh, for the tape of that. You know, when we replayed those games a couple of springs ago. But uh, you know, what a what a tremendous job. And then the other one that kind of jumps out, and this is a sad memory for them, but I remember the year they were undefeated and ranked number one going into the playoffs, and ended up taking on uh, BCIG uh, mm-hmm. of Manson Northwest Webster, and ended up losing a game. Um, in the playoffs before they got to state. And that was like a matchup of one versus three, you know, too early, way too early in the playoffs. But uh, just some of the tremendous, tremendous teams that he's had. All right, another great facility we got around the area that's being honored, too, is the Coon Rapids Baird Baseball Stadium. Yeah, congrats goes out to, to uh, of course, uh, John Waddle. And, and i got to throw Lisa Waddle and Kevin oh. Reese in there as well because those two put in so much time, as does John, on, on keeping that, uh, you know, that diamond is, is a greatest shape that it is. But uh, um, last night uh, it had already been announced at the Iowa Baseball Coaches Association uh, annual uh, get-together. Uh, but uh, Coon Rapids Baird's Baseball Stadium uh, was named the 2021 High School Baseball Diamond of the Year. Now, the really cool thing, only three schools had ever won that to honor twice. Um, Carroll Stadium, of course, Merchants Park, and uh, Linmar High School uh, had both won it. Now, Coon Rapids Baird won the best Diamond of the Year in 2007, then again in 2015. So they become the first school in the state of Iowa to win the Diamond of the Year three times. So uh, congratulations uh, to all of the work. Can't forget John Hayden as well, that, that, of course, the assistant baseball coach that helps out down there as well. I go back to when that stadium was built. Um, I was there when the when the Rocks were there the first year, and then Lisa came in the second year, and we were picking them up. I actually am going into getting more dental work done. I took a shot in the outfield off the rock into my mouth, so I have I have a root canal. I got to have another root canal. I've actually got two more teeth on either side that are going dead because of the ball that I took in the mouth of how bad that was. And to to see it now, um, you know, I wish we could go back and find the pictures of what it looked like. I mean, it was. <laughs> It was rock in the outfield and very little grass, very little anything, and it is gorgeous now. And uh, congratulations! I mean, I we every day we took five gallon buckets in the outfield and you picked up rocks. I mean, that's that was mm-hmm. part of the deal. And, and Lisa did a great job of that, and and John and, and and Kevin. I mean, Kevin took it to a whole new level after he came back, and um, just the work that they put in to make that stadium and in the in the town. I right. mean, they did fundraisers. I mean, they've got they've got a pitch count. You know, yep. Carroll doesn't have a pitch count deal. They've got. You know, covered bleachers. They have. They've done a lot of upgrades. I think that. Well, they got a clubhouse. They got an air-conditioned clubhouse with bathroom in it. For goodness sakes, we had to use find a tree. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of fun stuff. That that uh, it's incredible to think where it came from and, and where it is now. And you know, it's going to keep going forward, which is really cool. Well, I think the other interesting thing, Doug Wanniger, who helps us out with some broadcast here, told me a story one time that him and his dad did a lot of the plowing mm-hmm. um, on that field uh, when they when the, when they were first making the field. So. Uh, congratulations to everybody down at Coon Rapids that's been a part of this over the years. Uh, as Jeff said, uh, you know, they've built something that is one of the absolute elite uh, mm-hmm. facilities uh, in the entire state of Iowa. doesn't matter uh, the class size, um, and, and they take a lot of pride um, and how beautiful that facility continues to be day in and day out. Yeah, no, there's no wonder why they get so many playoff games there, and they yep. base things right out of there because the field is that good. Yeah, and, so you, and, 
and do want to give a quick shout out Dan Palmroy uh, giving me the details last night as they announced it at halftime of the boys game last night and, and handed them the plaque and everything so and, and uh, Dick Smith uh, Hall of Fame baseball coach at Ogden was there last night to present uh, Cooner Abbott's beard and John Waddle and Kevin Reese and Lisa Waddle with those uh, with those plaques and trophies last night. All right. Any of the news and notes we need to get to this week? I uh, just uh, want to give a quick shout-out a couple of former players. Uh, for one, I went down uh, about two weeks ago now and watched Matt Dentlinger, the former Kemper Knight, uh, playing for SDSU. Yep. Uh, had a career high the night I was down there in a win over Omaha, and they've really been on a good run. Uh, but two other former Kemper Knights, uh, Parker Bading and Sam Allen, have been tearing things up here as of late. So uh, congratulations to both of those guys. Um, the also to uh, Maddie Jones and Emily Danner uh, up at Northwestern. They picked up a big win over the weekend. Uh, they now tear, take on Morningside tomorrow night up in Sioux City uh, for for first place in the conference uh, in the G Pack. So they've had a great run. And then a couple of uh, Crusaders here um, getting close to some milestones. Bryn Bass and Gabe Obert uh, and uh, and stuff have a chance. Also want to give a shout-out, J.C. Christensen um, just scored her 1,000th point down at Audubon, nice. uh, continuing with a great career. So now her and Aaliyah Hermanson, a couple of seniors, have both won over uh, 1,000 uh, you know, points as well. And, and Hayden Stout also uh, picking up a milestone as well. Yeah, right. If I'd have been a basketball player, I'd had over 1,000 fouls. <laughs> <laughs> you have over 1,000 fouls now. So I want the, the Daryl Dawkins of uh, personal fouls in high school. I, we went so. to uh, the Texas Tech-Iowa State game, and uh, I— I think I could have played in that game because nobody called fouls. I would have really had fun down below on that one. Yeah, and Hayden Stout was career win number 100 was the milestone that Hayden reached. All right, so by, so by the way, the uh, one of the girls' pairings come out. I know they start hopefully later. Hopefully later this week. All right. <laughs> that is, the boys' bracketing came out. Yes, boys. Yeah, boys, we know who's in who's their in, district, yep. but we don't know who they're playing yet. That'll be later on. So. All right, so that is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. Our thanks to Eric Noggle, the uh, Carroll High School wrestling coach, for joining us in our first segment this morning. Catch a podcast of this whole program. You can catch it here in a couple more minutes on the website and through the mobile app. App.